0: Today on the Zadecast, what things have gone to pure shit and for what reason? I'm going to start a thread here today that I hope continues for about a week. Old man shakes fist at clouds. On a more positive note, Andy Poland joins me. We talk Kyle Shanahan and the possibly increased NFL schedule to 17 games. Your bonus 30 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Tuesday, January 21st, 2020. Thank you for downloading. Hope you had a good Martin Luther King holiday. If you had the day off, I worked. I don't know where you were. The most frustrating thing about a Monday like that is that many of us are ready to come charging out of the gate with a honeydew list of got to get this, got to get that, got to get this, and you are dancing around the whole, well, they're not open today. Oh, I can't do that because the banks are closed or whatever. If we're all going to have the day off, then at least you go, well, nothing's open, so shoot, I'm going to take the day off as well. Go, go, hard charging. Slow down, Zape. Life is short. What has gone to shit in the world, and why? Yeah, yeah, old man, rants at clouds. Hold on, let me get adjusted in my lawn chair here, on my front porch, as I look out and say, back to my day. You can't deny, though, that some things have absolutely gone to shit. My friend Tim McDarby, who is the unofficial show researcher, Zabe researcher, personal researcher, sends me links to stories all day long, says it helps keep his mind sharp. He has had a traumatic brain injury that he has survived and continues to cope with, but is doing pretty good. He has to take some time away from time to time to get treatment, and I love Tim. Never met him. I want to meet him, but he does... Great work for me behind the scenes, just feeding me links of stuff. Sent me a link that says, It's obvious Hollywood is out of ideas. Look at this. Bad Boys 4 has already been greenlit. Great. I don't know. Maybe Bad Boys 4 will be great. Maybe Bad Boys for, maybe this current one, which is Bad Boys for Life, which I think is Bad Boys 3. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence will be fantastic. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the franchise, per se. I think I've seen one of them on cable TV late at night. Otherwise, I don't know. But it's just proof that, yes, this is all basically, basically all Hollywood is making. Yeah, there's a few decent, one-off, unique movies every now and then. But this is the bulk of Hollywood movies. You go back and watch the top movies Just go back in the internet, look at the top movies of 87, 88, 91, 92. You'll see this wide range of movies and genres and comedies and dramas with star actors. And you'll say, wow, what a year for movies. And then go look at the stuff that is atop the box office today. It's shit. And it's gone to shit because of sequels and overseas money. They want things that are easily translatable or double, dub, dub dubbable into another language for the Chinese market, which is the biggest market in the world for Hollywood, and they want that money, 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 and everywhere else in the world. So why make all these other movies that may or may not hit, these quirky little movies, let's put out another Avengers movie. No offense, Josh, but you know what I'm saying. That's why we've got seven avatars already greenlit from James Cameron. I saw the first one. I thought it sucked. But hey, they got six more to come, so buckle up. The NFL has gone to shit because of replay and safety concerns and Goodell. Politics have gone to shit because of cable news and Twitter. Television has gone to shit because of reality TV and pseudo stars. Why actually do a scripted comedy anymore? Can't do this. Very few of them, at least. Sex and dating has gone to shit, thanks to me, too. Comedy has gone to shit because of political correctness. Teenage social development has gone to shit, because of apps and texting and video games. College basketball has gone to shit because of the one and done in AAU. The NBA has gone to shit because of super teams and guys forcing trades. ESPN has gone to shit because of their relentless left wing agenda. Although they've backed off as of late. I still think the damage is done. Sports journalism has gone to shit because of rampant click baitery. There. Whew. Am I wrong? Or am I just so right it hurts? What hasn't gone to shit yet in the world? What is still great and pure and wonderful and untouched? And I didn't touch on baseball. Maybe baseball, baseball's gone to shit because of the length of games. And guys using the data to figure out, well, we can do the shift here. No one's going to, this asshole can't hit it over here if he tried. <laughs> See, told you so. Fewer balls in play. More guys swinging for the fences. Some would say the NBA's gone to shit because it's all three-pointers now. That They ran the numbers and they go, shooting twos is for suckers. Just shoot threes. Game's not as fluid. It's not as multidimensional. Some would say. Others would say, you, sir, are a bitter old man who needs to go out for a walk. Couple of emails. You can always send them to me. I love the feedback. Zabe at yahoo.com. This one from Mike Marks. He writes, Zabe, I'm more one of the gang that happily pays for your Fridays to support the overall podcast. Thank you very much for that. I do enjoy the breakdown of the games. Just an occasional gambler, though. But Mr. X has really grown on me. I'll listen regardless. But since you asked, I only listen to the podcast now. Now, I know you've told us it's not meant to be a summary or a replacement for everything else you do over the air. But now that Lord football rests, maybe you can cover one or two topics that you think went well on your D.C. or Milwaukee gigs on the Friday podcast. Sincerely, Mike Marks. Maybe I could do clips of the best of the week. Now, some would scream bloody murder. Oh my God, I'm paying for shit I could have got for free for shit I already listened to. A lot of people don't listen to both shows. All the time. Maybe a clip or two, a chunk or two would be an idea. This one from Joe Bitter in Milwaukee. Say we've talked before about random things like inland sailing and you bunting on my son. Yeah, I said I could bunt off a major leaguer and people laughed in my face. And I said, okay, well, let me start with a high schooler. <laughs> and Joe goes, well, I got a kid who's not in high school yet. is a pretty good pitcher. I bet you couldn't bunt on him. Anyway, longtime listener, huge fan. Here's an idea for Premier Friday. I suggest having listeners send you an idea for a topic that they give to give themselves the chance to be on the podcast. In other words, they apply to be your phone-in guest. Interesting. I understand this could go poorly, and I myself wonder how I would do. Would I freeze up? Would I be lucent and clear, clear of opinion? I think you can get some cool perspective from your listeners and talk about some relatively unknown sports topics. The idea came from me in our conversation about inland sailing. Myself and countless of others have funny and thrilling stories from our time on the boat. Then when you were speaking to your cousin-in-law, it made me realize that it is beyond interesting to understand other people's perspective on sports and how it relates to their lives and family. I agree. Also, as an aside, I think I'm pretty good at interviewing and talking to people and eliciting from them the most pertinent parts of what it is their interest is. Another example is your guy, Ron Thomas. Who the fuck cares about Indiana? Well, guess what? I do now. Hearing stories about Indiana and how it relates to the movie Hoosiers was simply awesome. Think if we could find a listener who lived in and experienced the car racing you spoke of before that documentary... I'm sorry, I forgot his name. That'd be the Thunder Cars of Anderson. I believe it's the Thunder Cars of Anderson, Indiana. Just a thought. I'll be listening regardless. Keep it up and go pack, go. Well, they went and lost. Then there's this one, Ray from the Mean Streets of Toledo. Hello, Stees. You asked on your Friday before conference championship Sunday what direction your premium podcast should take. And this is a no brainer college basketball. I'm not a college basketball fan like everyone else. I'm a huge March Madness fan only, but the hardcore gambling degenerates like me and others who have been following you and others will continue to follow basketball until the Super Bowl is over. But on February 3rd, we all become college hoop fans again, including myself. By my math, not my strong suit either, it leaves us six Fridays for you to prep us for the big dance. I'm thinking it would be more of a two-way rather than five-way Friday. Part one would be bringing us up to speed on the teams that matter, maybe six or so of the ones, uh, and then the lesser conferences early on, and the big boys as we got closer to the tournament. Part two would obviously be the gambling angle, start with the big picture and theoretical stuff further out, and narrow things down to picks just prior to and during the tournament. That still leaves time each week for some golf, the NFL offseason, and a guest. And now you're back to a five-way Friday again, sort of a... Potpourri platter, potpourri platter, a poo-poo platter, sort of a sampler platter of stuff, two college hoop segments, and then bing, bang, boom, three more things, a variety pack, a five-way Friday variety pack, that could be interesting, anyway, love the shows, listen to all three every day, thank you for all all the hard work, Ray, from the mean streets of Toledo, Ohio, thank you, Ray. (laughs) All good considerations, I will percolate on them, send me your ideas and thoughts for what the new Friday Premium Show should sound like, and we'll start experimenting and failing grandly while figuring out, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that, oh, ooh, this works. Let's keep doing this. Hello. Hello, Andy Poland. You ready for me to uh, give you some props and to sort All of right. say I was r- r- wrong, <laughs> sort of like the Fonz? Yeah. Although right. I wasn't really, I wasn't really wrong about this, but I didn't see the picture the way you saw the picture. You said to me a long time ago, ten years, I guess exactly, when the Shanghai rolled into Redskins Park. Mm-hmm. You said, "I'm sure the plan is." Have the old man run it for a while, go to the Super Bowl, and then hand it off to his kid.
1: Well, that wasn't an original thought. Uh, That came from Jason Lock and Fora, uh, who said that was what Shanahan's plan was.
0: Okay, well, you said it, and my reaction, if I recall correctly, was (laughs) to spit out a uh, a liter of non-existent fluid, like, (laughs) pop! What? Like... First things first, he's got to win here. The old man has to win here first before he turns over the hardware store to his kid. Okay, that said, what were your feelings watching Kyle Shanahan accept the trophy from his dad as the confetti fell? Last night. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I had to wonder if Dan Snyder was sitting in his palatial <laughs> estate. Saying,
0: Maybe he was watching the game on his fucking IMAX on his gigantic, <laughs> stupid boat, yeah. which I hope would sink without him or any crew members on it. Just, you know, docked overnight. Bloop, 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 bloop. Oops, sorry. <laughs> so do you think Dan Snyder looks at this? This is now back to back years that ex Redskins' assistants, Kyle. And the year before, uh, Sean McVay have gone to the Super Bowl. Do you think Dan's gone? God, maybe, maybe I'm not good at this.
1: Well, and the coach of the other team fleeced him twice in trades too. So you know that's another.
0: Part. Oh, Andy Reid. Yeah. Oh my God! Give me the two Andy Reid fleecings.
1: Well, the the Donovan McNabb deal, and and to well through you know unfortunate circumstances, uh, Alex Smith.
0: Yeah. How yeah. about how about Bashaud Breeland, who was not part of the deal? Kendall Fuller was as their slot yeah. corner. How about Bashad Breeland, former Redskins corner, playing yesterday, big minutes, and he got a bad penalty, but otherwise he has been a key member of that defense. It's a lot better.
1: Yeah, they've, they've missed on a few guys uh, shockingly, with you know the uh, great leadership they had under Bruce Allen. A couple <laughs> of guys got away, and uh, what do you know? They're uh, they're playing in the Super Bowl.
0: Funny how that is. So, mm. your thoughts on Championship Weekend, the two games?
1: Well, you know, and by the not, way,
0: are you? what is There's some rustling going on. Your audio clarity is not normally what I expect.
1: Oh, let me sit up. Oh. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> laying back, and maybe that's. Uh, it sounds good on my end. Sometimes I have bad audio on your end, so let me uh, let me get this right. Does do you, it sound good?
0: Yeah, that's much better, Andy. Do you, do you know there's now a office chair that allows you to send emails while flat on your back.
1: Oh my God! Seven
0: thousand yeah. dollars. It looks like a high tech dentist chair, and it's got a monitor and a uh, and a desk that's almost perpendicular. Where I guess they glue the keyboard to the desk. <laughs> <And> you lay <laughs> flat on your back and send emails. I would fall asleep in the middle of so many emails. It would not even be funny.
1: Well, it may be a practical purpose too. Some people have bad backs, and they need that that kind of thing. So. Yes. Uh, yeah i uh look I, I i am amazed at what San Francisco was able to do um because uh and give me the name again of the guy who ran for Raheem
0: Rahim mostert. Mostert right he yes. he really wasn't
1: even supposed to play that much Tevin Coleman got hurt early in the game so here's a guy who's been cut by six teams yep he's what 28 years old he's, he's been around the block a few times yep and he and he's got to come off the bench and he turns into Eric freaking Dickerson uh in in a game where it's it's to go to the Super Bowl and to think that that they are going with a quarterback throwing eight passes and and this isn't you know this isn't Baltimore with Elvis Gerback or something like that. I mean he, they they paid Garoppolo. He's he's making a lot of money. And I I was just shocked at what they were able to do to Green Bay. I mean you know it was like hey we're not going to have this quarterback throw. You try and stop it. Packers couldn't do it at all. I was really shocked by that.
0: They went uh, no, they went through the defense like the proverbial shit through a tin horn.
1: You're not kidding. And and this guy Mike Pettin. Who, okay, he failed as a Cleveland head coach, everybody does, but has this great reputation, right, as a defensive coordinator, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, they gave, gave him nothing. It was it was remarkable. That I've never seen anything like that. I, I did not expect Green Bay to play that poorly. Uh, You can blame Aaron Rodgers to a degree. He didn't play all that well. Uh, And and really, that was not a good tone setter when he failed to dive on a loose ball, uh, you know, when they had that fumble early in the game. But uh, the defense of Green Bay just just really shocked me yesterday. What, What I saw from Patrick Mahomes, man, he's good. You can talk about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, this is the best player in the league. I, he he's unstoppable.
0: It dawned on me because oftentimes in sports, we put our heads down, Andy, and we get immersed in things and we mm-hmm. don't stop to look up and look around at the landscape. As I pulled my head out and I looked around at the landscape of the NFL, I was like, Oh, and then there was one Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I put as my poll question this afternoon of how is anybody else truly on Patrick Mahomes level no, was the runaway winner at 52%. Only twenty one percent or 23% Russell Wilson is on that level. 21% mm-hmm. said Lamar Jackson. And that's basically it. You got the old guard like Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers, and Big Ben, who's purporting to come back from an elbow injury next year, but he looks like he's 300 pounds right now. Yeah. And the league has changed where it was this golden age of, hey, if you got Peyton Manning... If you got one of these guys, you're good. You're going to start at eight wins and build up from there, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Well, I mean, look look at the Super Bowl winners over the past 10, 15 years. They all included one of those guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so it's not that they suck anymore, but you can't just plan on winning with them. Like, for example, with Rodgers, Rodgers, like, I think the window's open for a couple of more years. I would contend there is no such thing as windows being open anymore.
1: Right. Right. And, and also this this and this goes back to, I guess, revisionist history now or thinking on what happened with RG three. But in retrospect, and you were right from the beginning on this trading up and giving up so much to get a guy who, as it turned out, gave you one year where you got Mahomes drafted at 15 Jackson at 32. Mm-hmm. Just keep just keep rolling those numbers. And one year you're going to hit on a guy. And that's what Kansas City did. Now, I would wonder how Mahomes would would develop here in Washington. Andy Reid seems to have a way of developing these guys. Uh, put him in the right organization, and he gets you to the Super Bowl. Wrong organization. God knows what happens to him.
0: Yeah. You know? No, you're right. That's a fair point. All right, so we got the two teams. We look like we got a great Super Bowl. It's a very right. narrow point spread. One and a half. half. I'm trying to think of the last time we had a thin point spread for the Super Bowl. I'll look it up right now as we're talking about it. Um, but who do you like in the game itself as of now, two weeks ahead of time?
1: I'm I'm kind of surprised that uh the Kansas City's what a point, point and a half. Right. I, I think I think San Francisco's the better team.
0: You do. I All do. around. All around. <laughs> Even though Jimmy Garopp eight passes unheard well, of in the modern era.
1: Right, but but their defense is very good. I I don't see, I, I don't see Mahomes, you know, chewing up the uh, the San Francisco defense like that. And you know they they know what they're doing. They they shed Ruben Foster uh, as it turns out. Now looks like his career wow. is very much in doubt. Yeah. but but he was a, a really good player. They didn't even Blank, they they I mean understand that the, the domestic violence thing, but they lose him. Doesn't matter. They're, they're terrific defensively.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, bro, uh, Bob Greasy, according to mm-hmm. Pro Football Reference, yes. won, a, won a conference championship game when throwing six passes. Right. Dolphins well, team... beat the Raiders right. in 1973 when Greasy threw it three for six times. Three of six. Right. 34 yeah. yards.
1: Because they had Zonka and Kick and Mercury Mars. And to sound Hubie Brownish, they ran the football <laughs> time after time after time. time they after did time. not need to throw it high <laughs> in the painted area. So, <laughs> But they, Paul Warfield, I think, was in the Hall of Fame, led that team or the team the year before with 38 catches. They were a running football team.
0: Prior to 1971. So Greasy did it. In back-to-back years, he threw three for six for Miami in 73. Not back-to-back, but in the span of three years. Uh, three for six in 1973. He was four for eight in 1971 with the Dolphins. Prior to that, you have to go to 1952. <laughs> uh, 1952, It let's see, it was somebody for the Cleveland Browns.
1: Wow. Was that um, Otto Graham? Might have been Otto Graham. In you
0: 1949, know? Tommy Thompson completed five of nine attempts uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And then in 1940, the Chicago Bears threw the ball ten times. Mm, so yeah. those are all the ten or fewer Passing efforts here. Here's one thing just to close the book on Pettin. The fact that as we record this on Monday night, he has not been fired is ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. and here's why the Packers don't have an owner. This is the as blessed as they are and their fans that they are the, the NFL's golden child, the adopted baby in swaddling clothes that don't have a billionaire asshole owner. That's a wonderful thing most of the time. This is where they need one because you know what an owner does, Andy? He puts fires tr- people. Fires people. But if not <laughs> ding 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 on that. But if if he doesn't fire people, he puts downward pressure on everybody. It flows through the food chain. So without an owner to be absolutely fucking steaming pissed after having his team get run up on like that, to then let the GM know. Yeah, hope you're feeling good. You reporting to the office on Monday? I don't know why. Your stuff might be out on the street. The GM then feels pressure. The GM goes to the head coach and says, hey, LaFleur, we got to let Petten go, man. How can we keep him after a performance like that? I just got a stink eye from the owner as he made his way to his limo. And so that pressure, Andy, filters all the way down. When you're the chosen ones, the, the Packers with a beautiful board of directors and Mark Murphy, ex-Redskin, who's the most reasonable, gentle guy ever, everything's fine. Well, we'll think about Petten. It, yeah, but
1: he, yeah. he fired a coach at, at midseason last year.
0: And there's a lot of blowback. Like, oh, McCarthy didn't deserve that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, but Murphy, you would seen Murphy would do that. And Murphy's a former defensive player. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess... They made a determination that somehow he's good. It's, it's, but it's to, to have a defensive effort like that, when you know the other team's not going to throw and you still can't stop it with a running back who's been out on the street six right. different times. It's, it's bizarre, really bizarre.
0: It, uh, it reminds me, Andy, of the great scene in Casino where Ace Rothstein, as played by Al Pacino, meets with the mm-hmm. county commissioner who's <laughs> begging for his nephew's job to be given back to him. All right, hold on a second. And how many tabs do I have to click out? There we go. Okay. Here here's the scene.
1: And if mm-hmm. you think about our little problem along them lines and you forgive me for saying it maybe he did not deserve to be fired. I'm sorry, but he knew about I uh, getting hit on three big machines in a row and he did nothing about it. That means either he was in on it <laughs> or forgive me for saying this he was too dumb to see what was going on. Either way I cannot have a man like yeah. that working here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, you see he gave up nearly 300 yards rushing in the conference championship game. I know. I know. Against a team that we had already seen once and knew what they could do and how they could do it. So either he was in on it or he's too stupid to coordinate my defense. Either way, I can't have it. He jeopardizes the whole relationship. And he didn't give it up to the second coming of Jim Brown.
1: No! we <laughs> point the dirty end of the <laughs> stick at old Don, uh, we better be sure we can prove them charges. Believe me, <laughs> if I could prove it, he would be under arrest. <laughs> are, uh, <clears throat> are we certain that you want the Gaming control board eyeballing your record and your gangster pals like <laughs> Nicky Santoro? I think you're way out of line talking to me like oh, that. What so you're funny. saying is libelous. And you were in no position to challenge my expertise. I went way out of my way to be very helpful and courteous to that kid.
0: We gave Petten a job. He'd been fired by the Browns. Weak.
1: He's incompetent.
0: His defense sucks. He
1: jeopardizes the whole place. We the
0: can't team. win a game if we're getting up four frickin' million yards on the There's ground. Uh, I can do
1: for him. You have gotten me there. <laughs> Old get, Don get up is as useless as tits on a <laughs> but, It's yeah. just
0: so great. It's one of the great tense scenes ever.
1: Yeah, mob movies are like pizza. Even when they're bad, they're good.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I would I would trade the Packers situation for ours in a heartbeat because yes. you know while you are you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. It's just unique situations like this where it would actually be good to have an asshole owner. Um. So Andy Reid is in the Super Bowl. People are lobbying for him to wear a Hawaiian shirt on the sideline because he uh-huh. wears those during the winter meetings. Everybody is happy for Andy Reid. Like you said, he has fleeced the Redskins on two different quarterbacks <laughs> McNabb, who was fat and washed up when he came here and didn't want to put in any work. And then Alex Smith, who unfortunately snapped his leg into.
1: Right, right. He didn't know that was going to happen. But yeah, I mean, anytime you trade within the division, you got to be suspect.
0: Right. And, you, and should, and it, you should be like, yeah. wait a minute. You sure you want to do this deal? Why would you want to do this deal? Hold on a second. That's a <laughs> right. trick. But
1: each case each case he had somebody who was better, yeah. ready to go. Michael Vick and obviously Patrick Mahomes.
0: I know. And you know what? Like Andy Reid is the kind of guy that says I mean, he makes a deal with the devil on players. He took Michael Vick. He knew there would be people going, How could you possibly didn't care, right?
1: Yeah. Well, He's- supposedly McNabb lobbied for him.
0: Well, players always lobby for other players, you know? Players yeah. would lobby for a murder. Speaking of which, have you seen the Aaron Hernandez documentary?
1: I've just seen the promos, and I read the synopsis in the post. Uh, yeah, doesn't sound good.
0: Are you going to watch it?
1: Yeah, we do have Netflix, so I, I will uh, eventually get around to it.
0: You don't sound super excited to see it. Normally, this is a Andy Polin laps It Up special, no?
1: Uh, well, it, it, you know, it's it's very dark, mm-hmm. and and a lot of the things that I read in the post synopsis of things I heard before about the the alleged gay relationship with the high school quarterback and
0: the father. But all these 30 for 30 type things, they're all things you've heard before. You've been around forever. You've heard everything, Andy. There's very few things I can say, hey, did you hear about that time? You'd be like, nope. (laughs) Never heard you say that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. No, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I eventually I I will watch it. I love the 30 for 30s. This is this is Netflix. So it's like I'm going into a store that I'm not used to going to. Like when I buy clothes, I always go to Macy's. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go to necessarily Bloomingdale's. I might go in.
0: (laughs) Well, they're closing Macy's left and right across America. I don't know if there's still a Macy's that's open. Is there one open at uh, Lake Forest Mall?
1: Well, Lake Forest is is dead. I I would go to Montgomery Mall. Montgomery Mall still has one.
0: Wait a minute. Montgomery Mall? What, what's the one I'm thinking of right off of Democracy?
1: Yeah, that's Montgomery Mall.
0: Oh, that's Montgomery Mall. Okay. Yeah. Where Where is Lake Forest? I <laughs> Lake Forest
1: is. is actually close to me, but it's a ghost town
0: now. Oh, that's right. That was the yeah. big box one. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right, so Andy Reid will put up with guys. Like, you know, this off season it looked like Tyreek Hill would never play again in the NFL, right?
1: How about Tyree Kill? Did you see the pregame introductions? Yeah,
0: yeah, doing the dog pee thing.
1: Yeah, and, and nobody says anything.
0: Uh, <laughs> we are we are a now in the lowering of standards.
1: Really? I mean, this this is the NFL. That's, that's it's national TV. That's a terrible look. Now, this is not a Joe Buck game, but where is that's a disgusting act. No, I know. Man, doesn't, doesn't say anything. I well, don't see anything. You. Know?
0: I, was it on the broadcast itself? Yes. I thought it yeah. might have just been pulled out and put on Twitter for some other feed. No, no, know. no. I, okay. I
1: saw it happen. Nobody said anything. And I could, uh, Mushnik's on vacation, but I could hear his fingers tapping oh. as, as he was doing it.
0: Yeah. I, and you think about it like, he thinks, oh, this will be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's on how, his own field.
0: How, how old are you? Like, seriously? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah. Did you see that?
1: Coach lost his job at Mississippi because of that. Cost his team the Egg Bowl.
0: That's right. The guy uh, did a dog pee celebration. It pushed yeah. the extra point back. They missed the extra point and lost the game at overtime, right? And
1: the coach got fired. Right.
0: Coach got fired, and that's that. And now Mike Leach, swing or sold. Or no, he's at Mississippi State, I think.
1: Yeah, but uh, that's. Uh, Lane and then Lane Kevin. Like, give yes, it an old Miss now, oh, all
0: right, so, so do you have a problem? I got into an interesting back and forth with people over the separation times between the two games on Sunday. I, I saw s- that yeah, I, okay, I, I let's said, weigh don't... what let's weigh in on this. I said they need to pry a little bit more time between the two because I want to watch the celebration, the handing out of the trophy, and then I want to watch a little bit of a scene setter and preview of the next game. And I was angrily shouted down by many people saying, I don't watch anything but the games. Get it on with it. I'd like it to be nonstop football. And I'm like, what does it matter to you? Do something in between. Take a shower. Take a walk. Go have dinner with your family. Go get some more beer. Fuck off. What's the problem? Where do you stand on this?
1: Well, I don't like games that end at 10 o'clock. Fine. If you want to start. What if they started at at one? that's fine, but they don't get do that. And the that second anymore.
0: game started at five thirty. That's a nice ninety minute cushion. Yeah. Knowing the first game doesn't really end until four twenty. Mm-hmm. I
1: yeah, just uh, yeah, no, I, I could live with that, but they don't want to do that. They want they want those prime time hours now. They I used know. to not do that, so so that would mean under your scenario, the game doesn't start at six forty, it starts at seven forty and it's over at eleven.
0: I just thought people didn't get my point that this was the final real Sunday of the season. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, it's different. That this was this was it. I mean, two more games. I wanted to sop up every bit of it as possible. And hello, it's the dead of fucking winter over most of the country. What else are you going to do? Nothing.
1: Well, as soon as this new collective bargaining agreement ticks in, you're going to have football up until the middle of February and then the two weeks and you're going to have presidents weekend for the Super Bowl that's going to happen
0: how do you feel you're about see, that
1: uh you know look look at it, it's not so much that these these Super Bowl teams are finishing up the year but the, the the number of players that you're watching on bad teams at the end of the year is ridiculous and uh, you know shortening the exhibition season okay fine but but you, now you're going to have a, a season that's it's going to be 17 games, and and it's just, it's just too many games because yeah. you don't have the players to do it. You can't do it.
0: Half the teams are underwater by the time right. we, December rolls around anyway, and right. they're hopeless. So adding one more game just adds more games of teams that are underwater and are, are not fun to watch.
1: Right, and you're going to have the opening two weekends, or first weekend anyway, you're going to have six games, not not four.
0: Oh really? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, extra round of playoffs. Yeah, more more game. Oh, more the opening games. round of
0: the playoffs. I thought you were talking about the opening weekend of the yeah. NFL season. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the opening round of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Every everything everything increases. More cash, more money. Roger Goodell. Go go get it. Go go get it, Roger. Go go attack yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, more money. Well, I sent my certified proxy vote in for a no on that. Oh, wait a minute. No, I didn't actually cause they don't let us vote on these things, do they? No. No. No.
1: no. This we're is gonna, all for the owners.
0: We're going to take it, whether they, you know, whether we like it or not. Yeah, shoving I, it down our throats.
1: I don't know why they couldn't just go to the two-bye weeks. They did it one year. That wouldn't be so bad. But 17 games is too many.
0: Well, they're going 17 plus two buys, and that stretches. That gives you three more weeks of taffy. Well, two more weeks of taffy. Actually, and then of course the first extra round of the playoffs, right? Are they gonna play all six are they adding a weekend of the playoffs? Have you seen under these proposals? Yay or nay?
1: No, what what I'm what I'm hearing is that you would have three games Saturday and three games Sunday.
0: Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you be in favor of one game Saturday this weekend and one game Sunday?
1: They used to do that. That that actually used to be really? the case. Yes. Uh the the longest game ever played, which was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins uh, in 1971. That was on actually it was I think it was a Christmas Day game, and the uh, next day the Redskins lost the. Uh, this is when they only had this is when they weren't so greedy. <laughs> it was a 14 game schedule, and you had you had only one wild card from each conference. So. The Redskins were the wild-card team from the NFC and from the AFC. I think it was Kansas City and or maybe it was Miami, whatever it was. And they played that first weekend, and the other teams waited until the following week. So that's all you had was the two games that first weekend, one Saturday, one Sunday.
0: How would you feel about Super Bowl Saturday?
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that. That that that's okay. I mean, it's probably going to wind up Sunday, a President's Day weekend. But but Saturday would be okay with me. I don't. I wouldn't mind that. But they they don't get the TV numbers on Saturday that they do Sunday.
0: Don't you think though that it would still get massive TV numbers?
1: It would, but you know, you're talking 150 million now. Let's say it goes down to 125. Well, that's 25 million people.
0: Uh, The prelims I saw for the AFC title game were definitely down because of the lack of the Patriots. Major yeah. market Boston, you're substituting Tennessee in instead. I don't know if right. the NFL is going to be real worried about it, but you know they never like anything to go down, basically.
1: Right, right. So they just make more product, more games.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, is there hope for the Redskins in a turnaround like the Niners had?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think there, there, there's some talent on the roster. Uh, if everything continues like it has for the past month – Yes, but somewhere along the line, Snyder's going to get involved. Remember, remember how all in we were on Shanahan and Allen? The adults are in charge, mm-hmm. and they seemed to be able to do what they wanted to do. It wasn't long before they weren't really doing what they wanted to do, and McNabb was the first deal where Shanahan said, don't give up too much. Oh, well, he gave up a second and a fourth. Well, that's not what I would have
0: done. So <laughs> that's right. You know, you
1: know, and and it kind of went from there. So you know, all's good now. They're all saying the right thing. Coach Gibbs was involved in the recruitment of Ron Rivera. They sat in Danny's wine cooler for two days and talked and and all that. But uh, at some point, something's going to happen bad.
0: Yeah. By the way, the Niners uh, after Jim Harbaugh wore out his welcome. One year of Jim Tom Sula, five and eleven, fired. Yep. One year of Chip Kelly, two and fourteen, fired. Then Shaney Jr. comes in six and ten, then four and twelve. You're going the wrong way. And boom. It all gels thirteen and three. He's a genius. Uh, you've got John Lynch as the GM of the year, according to Pro Football Writers of America. I'm not saying they're lucky. I'm just saying luck has a lot to do with everything in life, right?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, they, they were also uh, in a lucky position in that the Bears couldn't wait to trade up to get Mitch Trubisky. And the Niners said, oh, okay, well, that's fine. And so and that's what landed
0: them the second overall pick? I thought yeah. they got that with their own.
1: No, they, they they had the the overall second pick, and they traded it to the Bears for Trubisky for more picks. They, they traded oh, down. Oh,
0: right, okay.
1: Yeah, and so anytime you can do that. Bill Walsh used to do that all the time. And that's how you get players. That's how guys land in your lap. And and I think that the Lynch has has understood that process. Now, you know, he he may not be the genius that that he appears to be right now, but seems like he knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah. Tony Romo's a free agent. We'll end on this, Andy. Free agent. Uh, would you two ends? Would you pay him fourteen million if you could steal him? If you're ESPN, and then mm-hmm. flip it. If you're Romo, would you take fourteen and say leave? 10 million on the table so in other words a four million dollar gap between cbs's best offer and what the four letter would pay first with espn is he worth 14 million
1: that i don't know but uh i would think if they're offering it he's worth it because they got people to do that also think about this monday night he wants to play on the pga tour right Okay.
0: all right so so if you're romo would you take espn up on it
1: Yes, yes. I, if I'm Romo, I'm thinking I'm going to be a PGA golfer. I'm going to make the cut. I'm going to play Sunday. I'm going to hop on a plane and do a Monday night game.
0: All off-season, though, Andy. There's a lot of tour events that go on from Jan 1 all the way through the summer.
1: Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, it, 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 look, Patrick Mahomes is, uh, is <laughs> it, I'm not Patrick Mahomes, but uh, the guy from uh, Arizona. Is talking about playing baseball and uh, Kyler Murray, baseball and football. Still, that's what these guys think, yeah. He mentioned that the other day. He can't oh, do it God under God his sense. contract, but that's the way these guys think. They can do anything.
0: All right. Are you having a Super Bowl party?
1: No, I watch it alone. I never go to Super Bowl parties. I
0: hate have them. a party. Host no. one. Come on, please. I want to watch. I watch the game. Come you went on.
1: Me in Miami. I, I went to the Publix, bought popcorn, and watched <laughs> my hotel room.
0: All right, Andy. We'll see you, bud. Thanks. See you. Bye. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I like trying to go to Andy into and things he definitely does not want to do. I, I like it because I know that there's absolutely no chance of him saying yes. I normally don't end on a down note, and this is—I mean, it is what it is. It's business. It's life in radio. Last week was a tough week for us at ninety-seven-three. The game. In Milwaukee part of the iHeart family of stations because as you may have known or may have heard iHeart being the largest by volume and by number of radio stations radio operator in the country had a pretty wide downsizing that totaled somewhere close to 800 plus positions now the company says well we employ 12,000 so you know 800 is it's not nothing but it's a it's a decent cutback. We lost a number of guys in the process. Uh, Mitch Nellis, Mitch Thunder Nellis, who used to do middays uh, on 97.3 of the game before I joined them, had also been working in sales part-time, and uh, I really have a great affinity for Mitch. I'm going to bring him on the Zabe Cast here just because he's fun to talk with and a fanatic sports fan, incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, also, uh, we lost uh, Dario Melendez, who did middays. Uh, Dario had become a great character. He is a great heel when it comes to being a, uh, a bit of an adjutant and a guy who is reveling in his cockiness. And I love the fact that he and Josh had this rivalry that was like real. I mean, the two of them would love to go at it against each other. And I love that. And uh, I thought it was great that he helped give us a little bit of Brewers credibility because he does the Brewers postgame show on Fox Sports Wisconsin, so I didn't like that. And then there was Young Shay, uh, who also was part of the cuts. And you know, Shay did our show Monday because Getter was out. Uh, Shay began as my lead producer along with Josh back when I started in May. I did not recommend Shay. Didn't know Shay. I, I just told our program director Tim. I said, "Well, you get people you think you know work for you in the station and could do the show." Well, and he got Shay out of Texas, uh, worked for Espionation Radio, uh, where I used to <laughs> have a show. And Shay made the trek up to Milwaukee to acclimate himself, didn't know anybody. Uh, and even though he and I, and, and we didn't really gel on the show, that's why after a couple months I said, is there, can we do something, can we rearrange the deck chairs a bit? And we bring in Getter to go with Josh, and then Shay finds a home later on in the middays producing Heller and Dolphin and doing a whole bunch of other stuff for the station. And the fact that, you know, he was gone, I'm like, Jesus, this sucks because, I mean, I was happy for him that he had landed somewhere that was a good spot for him and he was doing a lot of things for the station. And I'm telling you, he was not driving a Maserati. I just, I don't understand how these corporate cuts work. I think sometimes it literally is a headcount. They just say, you need to find three bodies and go and throw them off the edge of the ship. And it sucks. And it's tough. And I don't know if I have any great advice. It's a, it's a brutal industry. I would not, <laughs> I would never do it again. I, I look back at how it was when I was coming up in radio and the turns it took. Although, I guess the one piece of advice I would give is do not be afraid to leave. Do not be afraid to say, I don't need this. I'm smart. I'm hardworking. I'll figure out something else to do. I love sports, yes, but there are lots of things you can do that touch and interact with sports that can be every bit as fulfilling and, more importantly, more transferable. Radio is just not very transferable. There are radio stations everywhere, but sports radio, it's a very provincial. Like, what? What are you from here? Do you know Cleveland sports? Do you know New York sports? What do you know about D.C.? Oh, you're a Redskin fan? And that obviously for me in Wisconsin is a bit of a challenge because I'm not from Wisconsin. But I've been in the market on the radio for 24 years. And so that has allowed me uh, to get that foothold and have that pseudo credibility. But it's tough. You can't just, no matter how much people might say, Zabe, you're great, you're funny, you're witty, you're smart, you know sports, you know how to turn a phrase, you can work in any market. Well, what do other markets value? If it's Philly, you better have a Philly accent. I'm telling you that right now. If it's New York, good luck. You know, unless you're from Boston or Philly or somewhere close, I don't know if you'd be accepted. There are exceptions, but I don't know. And as far as young guys like like Shea, you know, not making a lot of money, I I don't know what to say. Uh, I I hope Shea and others that are in the biz that find themselves thrown out and figuring out what do I do next. Find out what you're good at, what you love, and what you can do, and what you can add to a company. And I would recommend highly, start a blog, get a domain name that is your website. It can be something as dumb as myidiotkicker.com. And if you want to be the idiot kicker expert that says, I know everything about kickers and all the foibles and all the dumb moments and the biggest missed kicks in history – and I blog about it once a week and hey, I can write pretty good and I know how to pull you know, photographs from the web and I can edit them and be a bit of a digital ninja. You're suddenly now kind of useful. And then when you go to apply for a job, you can say, well, here's my website that I run, myidiotkicker.com. Uh, here's my personal website that has my resume and some tapes and some audio to show you what I can do. And I also have a podcast and once a week I riff for 20 minutes on something. It doesn't matter if six people listen to it, including your mom and your dog, and then you listening to it four times. You have things. You are doing things. You have a body of work to show people instead of just saying, well, you know, I've worked here. I can do this. I can do that. Show a potential employer. Here's what I have. Here's what I'm already doing. No, I'm not making a dime from any of this. But I'm building up my portfolio, my living, breathing portfolio of sports content right here online. The digital tools to do this in this day and age are amazing. Back in the day, here's where the old man, Zabe, comes in. Back in the day, you didn't have this. You had a resume and a cassette tape, and you mailed it to stations, hoping that PD would listen to it. Now you can do a lot of stuff digitally online and really present yourself in a way that makes you look like you're a big deal. So, tough week, and I wish all those guys the best. Uh, Dario's still obviously in the market doing Fox Sports uh, Wisconsin on the Brewers postgame. Mitch, I believe, has transitioned into another job that's not sports radio. And I'm not sure about young Shea, but obviously I wish him the best. Thank you so much for listening. I should have ended on a fart joke or something more uplifting, but consider that story time and maybe next time I'll end with all the times I've been fired or thrown out on my head or left to wonder, why am I fucking doing this? I could be a carpenter. No, you couldn't. You got no skills with a saw. Whatever. I could do something. I could be a latex salesman. could sell cars. could paint bridges. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Tuesday, everybody, and we will see you next time.